Hello and welcome to Audible River. I'm Alan Rice, and I'm very happy to have with me Ivan Nunez del Prado, Alto Masoyak Paco, and master teacher of the Caro lineage of Andean mysticism. Hello, Ivan. It's great to see you. Hello, Alan. Thank you for this invitation. I'm very pleased to see you again. <laughs> this is wonderful, wonderful to meet this way. So, just to kick off here, if uh, if I asked you, what is the Andean path? How would you begin to explain that? Well, the Andean path is a contemporary spiritual tradition. I was trained into the mystical part of it, certain specific part of the Andean tradition. But the big Andean tradition is basically what is today left from the ancient Inca religion and how it has evolved from the 16th century until now. So it's a contemporary practice that many people is still using for daily life, daily life, and their uh, spiritual practice across the Andes. Not only in Peruma, the country where I was born, but also in countries like Ecuador, Bolivia, the north of Chile, the north of Argentina. So it's a large space that uh, is keeping this old tradition. Wow. So there's a lot of people who are practicing today. And how, how did you come to, uh, to participate in this tradition? Well, uh, it was a really nice coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was a seven-year-old, and my father, who is an anthropologist, Juan Victor Núñez del Prado, he was organizing an expedition to a, a festival. It's a festival of Coyoriti where many pilgrims go every year. So he was addressed to go there, directed by one spiritual teacher. And then, very enthusiastic for what my what my father was doing, and especially because of the camping and everything, <laughs> I said, I asked him, "I want to go with you. Take me with you." It was not so easy to convince him, but finally, I made it. So I asked my father to take me with him, and we went there like pilgrims mm -hmm. to this big festival. Today, even 100,000 people uh, attend that festival every year. So we were a couple in between thousands of people. So we went there. The difference was that we weren't there directed by a spiritual teacher. Uh -huh. We followed the rituals of the festival and we did everything that was performed there in the traditional way. And then when we returned back, this spiritual master of my father gave us both the great of Paco. Paco is the name of the practitioner of this tradition. He say, oh, once you have done this pilgrimage directed by me and follow my instruction, then you are now a Paco formally for the practice, and you are a first-level Paco, he said. So not knowing very well what was happening, I received my first initiation. I did my first choice. And then once I was there, I continued growing as a child, as a teenager, inside this practice, because my father is a practitioner of this tradition for many years. We started that year. And uh, that one thing take to the other. So that's how I enter. I start my training first from my father, and then I learn from other masters, traditional masters. 
and slowly I finished the education in this uh, traditional way. <laughs> and what is there? There are different. You said that you were a, a level one Paco, and so how many levels did you progress over your time of being trained? Across the years, it took me more or less. It took me twelve years. So I managed to make all the four grades of the training of the tradition. You introduced me as an Alto Misayok. This is the name of a four-level practitioner in, in our tradition. Okay. okay. So it took me 12 years, and finally in 1991, I received the last training, which is a long 10-day initiation, a journey through power places, which was the accomplishment of my training as a four-level battle. So in all these years, I did the levels one by one, and then I conclude. And eventually, some years after, then I started to share the tradition properly, and that's what I'm doing now. Beautiful, beautiful. And uh, and you uh, you teach others uh, right now. You uh, you have workshops, training, ceremony that you do with other people to uh, train anyone who's interested in this tradition as well. Yes. Uh, well, some say that when the when the master is ready, the student comes. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what happened. When, once I, I finished my training, then I started to meet some people who was interested in receiving this teaching. And I was, of course, I was allowed to share. And very slowly, I started to share this teaching with other people. Then one thing took to another. And we ended up, uh, we have been traveling and teaching this tradition for the last 30 years now. It's, wow. This year is going to be 30 years that I'm teaching the Andean tradition. That's amazing. So uh, well, you're well practiced in the teaching as well then. Yes. So, so one, one place at a time, first we went to the U.S., then we went to Europe, we have been in in even places like Bali, teaching this tradition all on the other side of the world. And we, we of course, keep teaching in Peru in the traditional way, but we, we teach workshops abroad, we have different kinds of classes. And, and during COVID, we did our last step, so now we are also teaching online. <laughs> we <have a> class <laughs> online via Zoom. That's how the thing evolved so far. Beautiful, beautiful. So... If you're going to um, train someone from the beginning, what are, what are the basics of the Andean tradition that you really want people to understand? Well, there are some principles, you know, which mm -hmm. is the basic, what we call cosmovision. Cosmovision is a way to understand the world, to, to integrate the reality that every tradition has. There are different cosmovisions in the world. Of course, the reality is just one, but there are different ways, different approaches to this reality. And this takes you to a cosmovision, a complete set of ways to understand and to interpret the world. We have one main principle, which is Aini. Aini means reciprocity cosmical reciprocity. And let's say what these principles say is that we live in a continuous interchange with the environment, giving and receiving energies, actions, and goods. So if you are aware of that, you can improve your reciprocity. If you improve your reciprocity, you can then improve your life. That's what the tradition says. 
So the main value, main principle of our tradition is this reciprocity, the cosmical reciprocity called Aini that is in everything. So every single event of your life, every single connection, relationship that you have, not only with people, animals, and plants, okay, with all the reality, can be seen as an act of reciprocity. That's the main principle. So you're saying that uh, just uh, as a person exists, that every one of us, that we are constantly exchanging with everything and everyone, and that mm -hmm. your what you teach is a way to be aware of that and to have tools to improve all of these all of these exchanges and be beneficial to yourself others and so what what um what would be the first thing that's that's really that's amazing uh because you know i think about like um you know there are many other traditions but this to me sounds like something that is uh, that really gets somebody into their life you know that you know gets gets you present in the moment and what's going on around you it's in a in a way that's that's helpful so what would be i mean obviously you know we're not going to do a whole training session here that sort of thing but you know, just to to touch on the kinds of things that you would begin to teach people um or the awarenesses that you would want to point out that would get someone started on the path then the second most important thing for us is the concept of Kausai Pacha. Kausai in the Quechua language, the original language of the Incan, means life. Pacha means cosmos. So the universe, the whole reality for us is de defined from the beginning as a living cosmos. The consequence is really powerful because this means that not only us, humans, animals and plants, we have life, this is kind of obvious, okay, uh -huh. but the tradition attributes certain kind of energy that we call cowside, literally means life, but we see it as living energy, so we attribute this life to every single aspect of, of the reality. So, example, this house, according to my tradition where I, I live, this house has certain energy, okay? And then I can connect and experience the energy of this home directly. So from my energy, I can get in touch with this energy and I can start to interact. And this produces in me and in every person certain sensation. So you have this sensation in you of the state of your energy. Okay, you can feel good, you can feel great, <laughs> but sometimes you are not so okay. Sometimes you feel heavy, as we say. You feel tired, you feel numbed, you feel separated, okay? For us, this is a symptom of the lack of reciprocity. So the energy is not flowing as it supports to between you and the other factors of the reality. And then our training is to start to learn how to deal with that, how to improve your energy in relationship with everything around. Wow, that's um, I I love that. Um, you know, I'm just you know thinking while you're saying that. You know, comparing that to um, like you know, there's some paths, and there's many beautiful paths that give people you know great you know great tools for you know adjusting to life in this world. But what what strikes me about this is that it is the connectivity that you feel. Like it's easy for people to get in their heads or be in their in their in their own you know 
reality about, you know, um, what they think is going on. But it sounds like that this path really opens up to the reality of otherness, the other energies that, that you're living with, and that it gets you outside of whatever it is that's going on in your head to connect with. And am, I, am I tracking this uh, well? or Absolutely, absolutely. There is a beautiful and almost poetical concept in this tradition. It's the concept of pokpo. Pokpo in Quechua language means bubble. Okay. So you can imagine a soap bubble. Okay. Okay. Something flexible, continuous, like, okay, iridescent, something like that. And the tradition says that we all, every single person has a bubble surrounding okay. Okay, the body. And this energy field is your own. It's a personal energy field that is, is perfectly reflecting the quality of your life. So if you have a good quality life, this energy is light, we say. If you are not so okay, this can become heavier. So your feeling, your perception of your own energy is telling you, is reflecting perfectly what your life is about, right? Okay. But this doesn't end there. The tradition says that there are different sizes of bubbles, okay? For example, if you... The, if you live in a town, the traditions say that this town will also have a bubble, an energy field, which is the sum of the energies of every person that lives there, and it creates another field, which is wider, bigger than your own personal field. And your country will have another bubble bigger. And the whole world will have a big bubble that is the bubble of the every single energy that is in the earth. So the art of this spiritual practice is about learning how to connect with yourself, with your energy, take care of your energy, and then start to learn how to connect and relate properly with care, with other people, and with bigger and wider realities, including every factor of nature. Because you can also retrieve and receive high-quality energy from the sea, from the plants, from the earth, from the air, okay, from the water, from the lake. So all the sources of nature are fine energy that you can just receive to make yourself lighter. That's the idea behind it. And you can also relate and connect with these other fields of energy that are successive one inside the other, okay? And you can learn how to connect with them to feel well and to do well. Wow. So I, I'm also thinking while you're saying that is that uh, I think that everyone has the experience of like if you're, you know, you're driving along and you get into a city or whatever and you have a feeling. It's like, oh, this this feels hectic, you know, or this yeah. uh, this uh, or you meet someone and like you instantly like them or, you know, something feels weird. So we have we have these like intuitive feelings all the time, I think. I think most people do when you encounter things. And so yeah. what you're saying is that there's a that you know the Indian tradition is uh, you have you have techniques and ways of really enhancing the knowledge of what's going on when you're having these feelings and 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 having a way to actually um, be knowledgeable in what's going on and how to improve those experiences is that I mean, again absolutely as you say I I believe every single person has the capacity to perceive energy and energies 
Okay, it's just intuitive and we can, as you say, many times you say, oh, I just met the person. We have a great connection. There's chemistry between us, right? Mm -hmm. You can say right away and sometimes without even talking, you feel something there. And mm -hmm. sometimes it goes in the other direction. Oh, I just crossed this person that I didn't like. I don't know why. I have no idea. I've never <laughs> seen him before, but I feel that. And people report that all the time. What this tradition gives you is a way to comprehend why you feel like that. And not only that, ways to improve this situation. You can you cannot just accept how it is. You can also change it. Okay, you can improve this first connection. So even when you didn't feel right in the first moment with somebody, for example, it, it happens to be your boss. And then you will have to work with that person even when the, in the first meeting you didn't like it. The tradition teaches you that it, it doesn't have to stay like that. The first feeling is just a report of the reality. This is true. There is no chemistry between you, but it doesn't tell you that you have to accept it and you stay there. You need to accept it because it's real. It's your perception. You have to trust it. But it tells you, you can improve that relationship. You can take care of it and you can make it nice and make it like if you know what you are doing. That's what is the one step forward. Okay. Normally in the world, we just respond to the circumstances. Okay. We have heavy circumstances around. Our normal response will be heavy. We have nice circumstances around. Our normal response will be nice. Okay. The tradition takes you beyond the circumstance. So you can just see what is there and then you can start to change it consciously and intentionally. That's more or less what the training in this tradition helped us to you. So you have tools and techniques, what you just said, to change your situation energetically, consciously. So how hard is it? Well, it's, it's very simple. Oh, okay. I can tell you. I was seven years old when I started, so I can guarantee any kid can do that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I can guarantee. I did it myself. But it's a very simple set of practices and exercises. The key and the main tool we use for our practice is intention. Okay. The idea is you focus your intention. You know, intention is a mental process. Intention is just to see something, you focus into something, and you hold into it, your attention in, into this thing. Basic, basic, simple thing. Okay, if I move my hand, my hand is following my intention. If I'm walking, I am walking through following my intention. It's a very simple thing, but it's a mental thing. So the tradition teaches you that if you focus your intention in certain particular ways, you can start to drive these energies that are in your energy field and that are around. Basically, the main teaching is, the main discovery of the old master of this tradition was that every time that you make an intention, the, the energies around you follow your intention. So if we want talking to you in this moment, my intention is to share something with you. So we can understand that the energy is moving from me to you. When you talk back, your intention is to share something with me and the energy will move from me, from you to me. Okay, as simple as that. And whenever we focus in our intention into some thing, if you want to receive, the energy moves towards you. If you want to give, the energy moves, moves to the, whatever is the object of your intention. It's simple. Okay. 
Wow. So based on that, we have simple practices to start to learn, drive and move the energy. And when you move the energy, you can improve the quality of the energy. My goodness. And so, okay, what you're saying here is that, I mean, what I'm getting in my mind while you're saying that is that um, I think that everybody is constantly moving energy, but they're mostly doing it unconsciously. That Absolutely. Yes, because because there's no way around it. We're just we we have our intentions that are going out. We're reacting to other energies coming to us, and it's but mm-hmm. but what what we don't know from whatever our you know Western training is that we have any control over that, and so this this tradition is uh, is giving us an awareness, and w- what I'm hearing you talk about is a freedom that comes with. Being able to uh, uh, open up an, uh, a capacity to engage in life in a way that maybe you didn't know was possible before. Absolutely. And with simple acts, with simple, the idea is if you use your intention in a structured way, because the tradition explains you and puts you in the context of the practice, in your energy field, what we call the bubble, Oppo there is certain amount of energy. Normally, the energy that is flowing and moving is called light. Sami, in the Quechua language, Sami means literally nectar. So it's something nice, like something sweet. That's, it's, it's a poetical, beautiful language. Yeah. And then, when, while it's flowing, it's nice. You feel nice, you feel okay. It's, 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 it's easy, it's, it comforts you, it empowers you even. But sometimes when, for any reason, the energy stops flowing, for example, as you, we have control over the energy. As you say, unconsciously, we can make the energy flow. Sometimes we can also stop the flow. For example, if you offer me something, some ideas, and I immediately reject them, what I'm doing is I'm stopping the flow. So I'm blocking the flow that was happening between us, and I'm breathing like a wall. So I stop the flow, and when the flow stops, when some energies get stuck, get stagnant, then they become what we call hucha, heavy. Oh. And those blocks are going to stay, they're not moving, okay? They remain blocked, and then this is like weight that you are adding to the amount of energy you carry, okay? So sometimes when you reject something, when you have a prejudice, when you don't really know that you bring a prejudice in the, in the situation, you are blocking the flow, you are preventing the energy to flow, therefore you are building what we call hucha, heavy energy. And this is going to affect the way you feel yourself and the way you feel the others. Okay, right. So the, I mean, yeah, and now I'm sure that everyone's familiar with that feeling. You know that 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 feeling like you know no I don't want this and then and then something stops it feels like it stops and what you're saying though is that with with tools we can we can get around this or let get the energy to flow but let's let's just say you know we uh, let's talk about like what what's the benefit because some of us you know we get stuck on this you know we get attached to this what you're calling hucha this heaviness right because we like believe that you know you know we got to stop this or got to stop that you know so what uh, what would motivate a person to want to go in there and 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 get this hucha moving out of the way 
Where is your, your perception of yourself? Sometimes you feel heavy. And no, most of the times is re related with the things that happened to you. And some, most of the time is about the things you did. <laughs> okay. okay. Sometimes you feel guilt. Sometimes you feel tired. Sometimes, so you have awareness of your quality of energy. And for us, it's very simple. For example, if I am in front of the sea, if I put myself in front of the sea and I made the intention to pull to myself the energy from the sea, is 100% light energy always, because all the factors of nature, all the natural factors for us are sunny, like living energy. So I can make the intention to pull this to myself, like a shower, make it flow through myself, and make the intention consciously to clean my heavy energies, those blocks that I was carrying, to wash them away from me, and to give them to the earth. You know, we believe in Pachamama, Mother Earth, the Cosmic Mother. So the Earth can take care of our huchas, we say, of our blocks. So if you just connect with the source of light, you make this light flow to yourself, and then you give your heavy things to the Earth, certainly you are going to feel relieved. Certainly you are going to feel better. Okay, you are going to be able to change the state of you your energy and your perception of them. You're going to be relieved. You're going to feel well for a moment. And this is not going to be an accident because you did something. You pulled the energy and you took care of your energy for a moment. The consequence is your perception is, is different. So your energy is lighter and you are free of those blocks and those limits. So it's taking control of the energy and don't be anymore just submitted to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. You can really be beyond the circumstances. Of course, our daily life has some problems. We always have little fights, little conflicts here and there, with, especially with the people we love many times. But you don't have to stay in that energy. You can take care of it and you can clean it. And if you are lighter, Certainly, you are more less propensed to have more little accidents to produce more heavy energy <laughs> because you are smoothing yourself to flow through this life. Goodness. Now, something else occurred to me while, while you were saying that, and that is, um, so like say we do have an argument uh, and we, we, or we have a disagreement or you know, something disturbs us and we, and we start these blocks, we create some heavy energy. Um, so... How do if we if we think about the problem that we're that we're in that if we deal with the energy instead of staying stuck with the you know that the argument that we can get past that perception that that caused the disturbance does that make sense and exactly okay and that and so. Well, it's a Life is, I like the name of you, Lord, you put uh, the river, no? Yeah. Because basically what we see is life is like a river. It's a continuous flow of many things that are constantly moving. All life is like that. And we are in this river. If you are not aware, you are just going to travel and be in certain way dragged by the flow of the water. Uh-huh. If you are aware, you can use the power of the river to move and to cross from one side to the other side if you want, or to travel fast. But 
if you go against the flow of the river, you are going to waste your energy because the reality is going into certain direction. And if you try to fight that because you are not aware of the flow, you are going to waste your energy in something that is not going to take you anywhere. Yeah. So the first thing is awareness. I am in the river. In certain way, I am the river. <laughs> okay. Uh, and in this big flow, I am part of the whole. I can move freely. But if I am aware of this, I can use the energy of the flow to go where I want. If I am not aware, maybe I will end up trying to go against and then I'm not going to do a thing. My goodness. And 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 this is a way of life that is passed on from the ancient Inca. I mean, I'm just getting back to that. Because I mean, I know that there are mystical traditions uh, around the world that you know where where uh, people are looking at ways to uh, understand their inner life or understand the cosmos. Uh, this this seems like um, something that's very accessible, uh, easily accessible to anybody um, that doesn't. You know, obviously there's practice involved in getting better at it, but it doesn't seem like that uh, that you have to like you know study reams of text or you know do do a you know <laughs> a, a bunch of different you know uh, rituals or although there could be ritual involved, but it seems like it's a it's an easy thing for people who want to do this to to immediately get results. Is that is that is that true? Absolutely. Once you bring your awareness to certain factors of the reality, which are true, we are in this world, we have certain amount of energy and there are energies around, you can start to get, from this awareness, you can start to address those flows, to correct those flows, to make them nicer, lighter, intentionally, and this will certainly improve your reciprocity, the traditions say, and therefore it will improve the quality of your life. Okay? You will not be anymore just submitted to the circumstances because you can put yourself beyond the circumstances if you just control. Because I am feeling heavy at the moment. I will do my exercise. The most essential exercise that we practice is called Samin Chakwe, which is a flow of light living energy for yourself. And it goes like this. You just focus in your energy field, in your bubble. You made the intention to open it by the top, in like a little gate. And then you made the intention to pull the flow of light energy from above, from the heaven. Okay? From God, where God is, if you want. Mm -hmm. okay? It doesn't matter which your belief is, from above, from the spiritual world from the great spirit. So you pull this sort of cascade flow of light energy through yourself, through your bubble, also touching your body, of course. And then you just address this flow. You can imagine, visualize the flow, and you just address this flow down into the earth. When you have this sort of cascade, continuous flow of light through yourself, okay, that you have created with your intention, then you can look at yourself and see where the heavy is. I am, I am feeling this in my field. Okay, I can send it. I can make the intention to send it down. I feel this in my neck. Maybe sometimes we feel the heavy there. I feel it in my body. From there, you make the intention to wash it down, to send it down, and then you make yourself free of heavy. After a while, when you relax your intention again, your field will come back to natural state, but your energy will be lighter. 
So you will have changed the state of your energy. Just 10 minutes, just five minutes of this. And believe me, anybody can do it. You can do it at home. You don't need to know a thing else than that there is a bubble and there is energy, okay? And then if you do it for a while, you will feel better. And this well-being that you can create under your will can be something important to change little by little the perception you have of your life and the relationship you have with the world. Wow. So anybody can connect with this with this higher light energy. But uh, let's say let's say someone you know thinks that oh you know I you know I don't know what that is or. Um, I don't think I deserve that. Or, I mean, can how do you what do you what would you say to somebody? Like, is it possible just just do the best they can, or how would how would you begin? See, for us, we all are children of Pachamama, mother, cosmical mother. We are in this world because we were created according to the tradition by the nature by the earth we came from the matter okay but our ex existence is a fact okay and we believe that when you are created there's also a place that is created for you that every human being is a unique being we all have a different task in this life and the, when we were created there there was a place that was also created for us and if we manifest the quality that we brought to this world as a unique being we are, we will feel this, fulfill this space that is meant to be our place. If you dare to be yourself and be aware of the world, you are going to fulfill this project that is not only yourself, but a place for you in creation. And the beautiful thing is that we believe that if you don't dare to fulfill that, nobody can take your place. Nobody will do that. Nobody else can do what you were came to this world to do because we are unique beings. Okay? So there's no need for envy, for jealousy, for okay, competition. No, because we all have a place in this world. If I try to be Alan, I cannot do that. You are unique. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. And if I try to be you, I will be a joke of Alan. I cannot be you. Mm -hmm. I have a place in the creation for myself. If I dare to be myself as I was created, I can fulfill that. If I don't, this place will remain empty. That's what the tradition teaches. Ah. So it sounds like maybe with these practices uh, and this awareness that we can also become more attuned to what our place is and to feel freer in, in being just us. Is that Absolutely. Absolutely. Our tradition says that we all come to this world with something that we call the seed. Okay? We, we understand that this seed contains a really high quality potential. Okay? As a human being, we all have come to this world with an enormous potential. That is like a seed, okay? It needs to be expressed. It needs to be manifested. It needs to be cultivated. Because if you don't cultivate it, if you don't water this seed, nothing will happen. So with your awareness, 
Once we have the awareness of this factor inside ourselves, this potential, in connection with the rest of the reality, we can cultivate this seed. And it's like just watering it, giving it the right energies, and then something will sprout, something will germinate, something will bloom eventually, and this is yourself. So we all have the possibility to develop ourselves to the highest quality of a human being, potentially. But this needs to be developed and cultivated. And the life is about that, to cultivate what is your potential as a unique being that comes to this world ready to grow and to take it, well, as far as you can. Wow. So the the seed, the seed, it's not just an idea. This isn't a concept or some like ego or or, you know, like just an idea of ourselves. You're saying this is a real thing that that is part of us and that it yes. is it is our potential that, that is planted in us to open up and let it grow. Uh, exactly. Wow. Many traditions have found this, this reality. In some t- traditions, you are going to call it this, your spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some traditions call it your inner guru. The, your inner master. Uh-huh. Some tradition call it your inner Buddha, the uh-huh. inner enlightened in the East. Okay, so some people will call it the seat of the soul, the center of your whole soul psyche or mind. Okay, in our tradition is called the seat. In Quechua language is called muhu, which means literally seed, and in psychology. Scientific psychology has proven the existence of something that is called the self, uh-huh. which is not the ego. The ego is the center of your conscious world. We were talking about consciousness and unconscious world, right? The ego is the center of your conscious world. Your ego is everything you can connect with yourself. But there are some things that you are not aware of that your unconscious world. And yourself, you are... Conscious and unconscious, both. The ego is the center of your conscious world, but the, the self is the center of the whole psyche. Oh. And this is what we compare with the seed. Okay? And the ego is the center of your whole psyche, conscious and unconscious, and is the potential in psychology. It's, it's something really important. And you can develop this. So it doesn't matter how you call it. Spirit, inner guru, inner master, inner Buddha, center of the soul, all the self. Uh-huh. Many traditions, many different disciplines have identified that factor inside yourself. That every time is saying that contains a high potential that you may develop. And this is the center of the whole. In our tradition... We say that a human being is made out of three factors. Your body, the physical material body, that is called Hanchi. Your soul or your popo, the energy bubble, Mm -hmm. is your soul or your mind. And the third factor is the muhu, the spirit. So when you have these factors together, soul, spirit, and body, okay, then you have a complete human being. And so the Indian... in these days, in these days, we we confuse a lot the spirit and soul. 
in many books, in many stories, we talk of a spirit and soul as if it will be the same. Somehow we lost the, the difference between the two. But for example, in the old Greek tradition, there was very, very clear distinction between them. Your physical body was called physe, that's where physic comes from in English. Your soul was called psyche or mind in the old Greek tradition. And your spirit was called pneuma. Pneuma in Greek means air. Okay, do you remember the creation of the human being in the in the in the in the Genesis that God blew his breath into the mud and then the man was created? Oh, that blow that comes from God, pneuma in Greek, is what we call the spirit. And is what in our tradition, in the Inca tradition, is called the seat. Okay, so it's a little, it's a really beautiful thing. If I can tell my body, and if I can tell my mind, we understand that the one that is talking is the spirit. He is the owner of both body and mind, but it's something different beyond. It's like a point of view from where you can say, I have a body and I have a soul. I am not my body and I am not my soul either. I am something different, higher, but together I can see I am a human being. This, that's, that's how that's a, that's a, This gets to that, you know, the existential question that philosophers have about who, who, who am I really? You know, it gets right to the core of that. Yeah. Uh, oh my goodness. Well, in my it, tradition, the creation goes like that. Your body is first created, given by your parents who are priests of Pachamama. They gave you the tiny little material body. This container attracts the spirit. So this seed, it's a drop of God that comes down in the moment you were conceived. Okay? And then later, when you are born, you receive your soul, this energy bubble from your community. And then you are a complete human being. That's how my traditions is it. Well, it's it's it it feels true. I mean, that when you say these things, I mean, it's like it, I can I can sense that 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 feels right. It feels it feels like yes, I think that 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 fits with uh, my experience. It's it it seems to sit well. Well, Yvonne, this has been a, an amazing conversation that we've had together. And I want to I want to thank you like, you know, a thousand times for joining me today and doing this uh, this podcast with me and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to enjoy listening to what you shared and uh, you may have people who are seeking you out to get uh, more of these teachings. Uh, and so how would how would anybody find you uh, if they if they wanted to reach out? Well, I I you can they can search for me on Facebook like Ivan Nunez del Prado. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I also have an email that you use for contact. It's called semilla del inca gmail.com. <laughs> so if I can spell it S E M I L L A D A L I N K A at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. Well, this has been wonderful. And, and, and again, thanks a thousand times. And uh, that is going to be our episode for today. Thank you very much. You are welcome, Yvonne. You are very welcome. 
And as I said, that is all for this episode of Audible River. And if you have any thoughts you'd like to share, you can email us at audibleriverpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening.